Hello, my AKA Patters. Uh, no, no intro music. Uh, no, no, no fanciness. No frills. Uh, we're jumping right into the conversation. And I am Peter A. DeLuca, your resident host, the pop culture pope, your obsessive film geek. We do long form film conversation on this podcast. And every single October, if you're new, if you're just joining us, every single October, we do what I call masterfully call it's so original the 31 days of dread where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of october so this past month uh it's it's november 3rd uh i I was going to take a week off and i i I knew once i made the uh, decision to take a week off i was not going to be able to continue to take a week off because when you when you're in like when you're in as deep as I am, that's what she said. Uh, like all these things happen, okay? You get obsessive or you get interested, I'll say, in making a good product. You get uh, very interested and obsessive in other people's products, and you know, like you go on this like cycle. And usually, like what happens when you're on this cycle, you cycle off. You lose momentum, you lose energy, uh, you realize, here we go, you guys ready? You realize how hard it is to do a podcast. So this is my fifth year of the 31 Days of Dread. Originally, there was no recap episode. Originally, there was no intro episode. Uh, originally, uh, <laughs> I was uh, sprinkling other episodes within the 31 Days of Dread. And numbering those. And I had a funky way of numbering them. And five years in. uh, I developed the methodology. The positioning. For the producing end. All the movies are decided. Going in. I try and be predictive. With upcoming releases. When it comes to theatrical and streaming. I sit down. I do an intro episode. We go through the entire list. And then along the way. Because I'm in uh, such a like rush i'll say like not a like a wave rush like almost like a um maybe rush is a bad word uh i'm in a like my my momentum is i'm watching so many movies along the way i may watch a couple other movies that are not hard related that are um worthy like worthy of discussion so for this year it was dune the the many saints of newark uh, th- there was a, a few other ones I didn't get to. We'll get to those um, after our next episode. So, like, I already have a up-and-coming list we'll go over. But that's going to go... Uh, next episode is going to be a full, like, Outlook episode uh, within the, the remaining year. Because we have Thanks Flicking and we have Cinemas coming up. That's right. Wrapping up the end of the year for this podcast. It's the 31 Days of Dread, Thanks Flicking, and Cinemas. I mean, if you like gimmicks <laughs> and creative names, well, you're in the right place. But yeah, so I I kind of like the idea of just going over, like going over what I've watched. Uh, you know, some of these movies have already sat with me for a while. I've rewatched a few of them already because they're just so uh, new or nuanced or interesting or you know sometimes there's just parts I want to build up to and, and rewatch like 
you know, I'll, I'll start with day one was Malignant. And I watched, uh, I've seen it about four times now. And I love that police station scene so freaking much. I'll watch the entire movie till we get to that scene. And then I'll just like turn it off. And then also real quick too, along the way, uh, I, I've added extra horror movies. So here's the thing. Five plus years of like doing this podcast this past month. And this is where you want to be. Because sometimes I feel like I'm talking to the up and comers. I'm talking to the people who want to do what, what we do here for this show. You want to have your most productive month five years in. You don't want to have your most productive month when you start. And if you honestly feel like you're at your highest production rate when you begin something, you don't have what it takes to continue. And the reason why, look, that's tough love, but the reason why I take that stance is because the reason why this show doesn't grow more or grow faster or, you know, builds its own momentum, it's because there's so much noise around this because everyone starts and stops. And the people who are in it, like, long-term, it takes years and years for, like, everything to come out in the wash. And at technically, we're at, we're not even at the 50% mark. Because it was my idea that it was going to take a thousand plus episodes to get somewhere. So we're going to keep going. We're going to keep growing. And the 31 Days of Dread is about that. These annual events are huge. They're huge. They're great for uh, content direction. They're fun to do. All of this stuff. But we opened this year with a James Wan love fest. We also had a Wes Craven love fest. Uh, a lot of this stuff is bucket list. Uh, you know, to get through the Conjuring universe and to have a week plus, over a week of just thinking about it, analyzing it, researching it, you get to understand so much more of the composite of the Conjuring universe. And it really is the greatest of these horror franchises. You know, look, you have Hellraiser, you have Nightmare on Elm Street. I think those are your second and third. Look, Hellraiser, you have three good movies. That's about it. <laughs> but Hellraiser is there, okay? And Nightmare is there. Nightmare, you can kind of argue, has two or three good movies on its own. But there's things about the long-lasting legacy of those two franchises. Child's Play is definitely, definitely up there. But as a almost like a shared, expanded universe, The Conjuring is absolutely unique. Masterfully rolled out and controlled by James Wan, and it's nothing but, it's nothing but fun, it's nothing but scares, it's nothing but real creepiness, visuals that stay with you, so to open this year, and to kind of really bury (laughs) the James Wan ghost, so to speak, uh, yeah, The Conjuring brought us all the way up to day seven, and well, not technically, day seven too is James Wan because we did the Chris Rock spiral, and along the way, the the two real standouts was Annabelle creation that completely rattled me, 
and just the visual nuance. And I, I, and I say nuance because the nun, so much of the nun you could tell was shot indoors and it just worked so well. And just the imagery of the nun is awesome. And then we got into what would be my like bucket list run. I did a little bit of a bucket list run back to back bucket list movies. Worker, Worker Man, the original Worker Man 2006. I haven't seen them. They sh- I'm sure they've watched them a long time ago. They were always on my 31 Days of Dread list. Knocking both of them out. Really, um, like, you know, like, I just felt like I had a monkey off my back. And I will say, the original Wicker Man is one of the absolute most perfect horror movies you can imagine. It's psychological horror at its peak. I'm not sure what even competes with Wicker. I, I'm not, you know, like, hey, uh, I did want to talk about Empty Man. Empty Man is there. It's pretty awesome, modern, recent day movie. Uh, we have Duke. We do have Hereditary. These are, these are also like psychological angled movies. I'm not going to put Jacob's Ladder in there. I'm not going to put it in the Mouth of Madness in there. Wicker Man is so well executed it's in a category of its own and i wanted to do it has like a spiritual sequel and i tried watching that and that's a no-go but we have more bucket list movies we have frailty and the frog bringing us to day 11 both of these movies completely amazing the fog does not get enough credit as a john carpenter movie Um, limited resources it's eerie it's there. It's a perfect movie. Awesome idea. Um, well, well, the um, the ghost and the gimmick is so well used in the fog. A lot of fun. I saw I saw some Gus Van, uh, not Gus Van Saint, um, Gore Verbinski from Pirates of the Caribbean taking some nods from the fog. And Frailty is just a straight up, low budget, well scripted horror. That you really have to watch. I would put it in the same category. As Equilibrium. As Blade. As The Crow. Dark City. And, you know like there's. Uh, um, what's it? The, not not Prodigy. What's the. um, <laughs> Not The Omen. The the Christopher Walken one. Oh my god. I can't think of the uh, name right now. And I know you're probably. Uh, it's coming to you. But no. It's. It's there. Like Highlander. It goes on and on. There's these high concept mid budget uh, or low budget but high concept scripts and it's a 90s thing and i this movie goes right in there then we have sequels we got purge forever which i did enjoy because i feel like it does it does good stuff with the mythology of purge uh i was all for it quiet place too nothing but frustrating i i don't understand the appeal i don't but it's beautifully shot Frankenstein 2004, uh, this is a made-for-TV movie produced by, or executive produced by Martin Scorsese and directed by uh, uh, Nespin. Nispin. Oh, jeez. Philip Nispin, right? I, I might be getting his, his name wrong. People, I got no notes here. I'm just going through my list. And Frankenstein 2004, uh, yeah, why not? Uh, I... I yeah, I thought it was fun to watch. I thought it was a great pilot episode. I thought it should have went to series. I don't know how you'll make a series from that. The implications, awesome. Uh, based on the Dean Koontz book, 
Really surprising. Really cool. Halloween Kills. I don't know people. I fucking loved it. I know people are hating on Halloween Kills. I don't know why. Loved it. Then we did Scream 1 through 4. And in the middle we did do The Many Saints in Newark. Scream 1 through 4. It, it really is. I mean, I I know I said Conjuring's like the best franchise. Scream's up there too. But the Conjuring's like a shared universe. Like probably the I you know it's I'm reclassifying some of the stuff as I'm talking to you. So Conjuring's maybe like shared universe, like the Universal monsters, but it it destroys the Universal monsters and, and like the Hammer film kind of shared universe. The Conjuring is the absolute top, and Scream probably is the most coherent coherent uh, singular franchise because there is a through line from Scream 1 through 4 and we got Scream 5 coming up in January and it looks like 5 is directly connected to the entire series then we have back-to-back Haunted Mansions do people I how many times do we get a movie made and a remake from the same studio and they're both in the same uh, genre which are children's movies Haunted Mansion uh, didn't go into the lore of the mansion enough, but I thought uh, everything in that movie just rocked. M- the Muppets Haunted Mansion also didn't go into the lore <laughs> from the ride, but also rocked. I enjoyed both of those. Then we have Hellraiser 1 and 2. We can't say enough about Hellraiser. It's a must-watch. You have to understand Pinhead and the Cenobites. We'll never get movies like Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2 Hellbound ever again. Maybe the most hated movie uh, next to Halloween Kills on this list is Jennifer's Body, which is the antithesis, did I say that right? Antithesis of emo. Uh, emo. It is the, I, it's few, movie, few movies connect to a music genre as well as Jennifer's Body. It's unique in that aspect. It is emo music, and is emo music personified as a movie, as a film narrative, and it's amazing. Then we did Halloween 1 through 6. I forgot how disappointing 6 was, Freddy's Dead. Oh my god, 3 is probably the best one. The first movie, look, it's the first one doesn't hold up as well as 3 in my opinion. Then we did <laughs> Scream Queen, which is a documentary. We also did Black Widow. But Scream Queen is a documentary about Friday, uh, Nightmare 2, Freddy's Dead. And the whole intention here is to convince you that it's an LBGTQ-driven movie in secret. And the director himself says, uh, I made the movie. I, I don't see any of that. And then there you go. But we have a documentary. And then wrapping it up, we have a Netflix run. Going into the 31 Days of Dread, 2021 was dominated by Netflix discussions and reviews. Midnight Mass, Fear Street, Squid Game. To me, they're all must must watch. They're all great in their own way. They all dissect their their genres. Squid Game being Hunger Games, Battle Royale, uh, Run For Your Life. We're in the game genre. Uh, I guess you can maybe put The Purge in that too. Fear Street, uh, R.L. Stein, uh, based on the trilogy of books. The the only other time I, I remember, I can recall that three movies were made back to back to back with the intention of releasing them no matter what outside of Lord of the Rings. Amazing. Midnight Mass. Nuanced Vampires. Uh, awesome take 
awesome take ton of fun to watch that latest episode is it's heartbreaking it's so sad recommend it so there we go people 31 days of dread our next episode episode 423 will be our 400th discussion new outlook new mission statement what to expect and then we're going to roll into thanks flicking the films i'm thankful for thanks for hanging out people i love you